welcome back to the pod guys it's austin and i'm back with another episode to admit that i was wrong yep i was wrong uh way back when i want to say it was like june when i got this pod started i think it was like our third episode uh i did an episode on everyday carry and since then, um, I've seen some things, I've learned some things that have definitely changed my mind and broadened my perspective. Uh, in that video, I kind of ragged on some some concepts, some ideas, uh, some things that uh, I think were basically just a result of a pretty narrow perspective. And uh, as we continue through COVID and the lockdowns, you know, I personally have been endeavoring to try and learn more uh, in a lot of different uh, you know, facets of life or, uh, the prepared mindset, if you will, uh, including EDC. And I, I found some really good YouTube channels, uh, even another podcast, uh, in addition to listening to like the Fieldcraft podcast, I found one, uh, called whiskey knife fight that I've been checking out. Um, very entertaining. Uh, it's Taylor and Jeremy do a really good job. So if you're looking for something that's uh, pretty much c- completely EDC centric, uh, you know, knives and stuff like that, plus really good discussion around cigars and whiskeys and bourbons and uh, scotch and stuff like that. It's awesome show. Um, just a couple episodes in already love it. So check it out and support those guys and their endeavors. But I want to go back on a couple of things that I said, um, and and just re uh, readdress the whole concept of everyday carry, right? Um, so everyday carry, and this was spurred by two things. One, like I just said, uh, I've been learning some things over the past couple of weeks uh, that led me to change my mind, and my opinion, but also because I was trying to explain this to a coworker the other day, uh, and it it got me thinking that. Maybe I could have done a better job or you um, gone about it differently. So let's just jump into it. Everyday carry. It's the gear you carry with you every day when you leave the house or even sometimes not, especially right now, not, um, that you use for your your menial day task. I don't even say menial. For your tasks throughout your day. Um Previously, I had really ripped on like pry bars, right? Ironically, I just had one, uh, I had a Griffin pry bar in their like black powder coat delivered today. <laughs> um, and it's sick. Honestly, the the quality and the craftsmanship on it is is awesome. It's strong. It's got a great bottle opener on it. And I can probably see myself using it way more than I'd admi- I would admit. Because previously, I have this little... Uh, Pry, pry bar bottle opener thing that is on my key organizer that kind of just folds out. Uh, but it's really thin. So I feel like if I ever had to really like reef on it and put a lot of weight and torque behind it, I'd probably just bend it uh, or just snap it all together. So having something that's, you know, like a quarter inch uh, stock of metal that's specifically made for, for heavy use and stuff like this would probably be obviously more beneficial. But um, I ripped on those and through uh, my, my learning, like, I guess, uh, people use them a lot, you know, just, and again, uh, I had a narrow perspective of it, right? Because in my daily life, I didn't see myself ever needing one or ever using one. Um, but that doesn't mean that somebody else wouldn't or doesn't, 
right? Uh, things like camera tripods, I guess. They're, they're super useful for stuff like that, uh, whether it's a video camera, a regular camera, uh, any kind of tripod for lighting even. Uh, I guess those they serve, obviously, with the flat edge as a Phillips head screwdriver, so you know, multi-uses there and everything. Uh, but the whole concept, I've really been jumping down the rabbit hole and uh, kind of got my wife hooked on it too and look into things like that I had ripped on before, uh, handkerchiefs, for example, you know, I wore one, I had ordered one, uh, probably two weeks ago, uh, from an Etsy company trying to support a small business with everything we're going through. Right. Um, after looking at them, found out they're actually microfiber backed. So, uh, Obviously, microfiber is great for glasses. I wear sunglasses whenever I leave the house. Usually, my wife wears glasses daily. So having something like that, it adds a little bit of flair to what you do, but you're going to get use out of it, right? Uh, We both work at computers all day long, so I wear uh, the blue light filtering glasses. She wears glasses to see. Uh, That's a benefit, right? So um, I was wrong. You know, there's, there's benefits to that and, you, you know, carrying it every day, if you don't have it, you could definitely see a, a detriment to your, your daily experience without having some tools like that. Um, but let's look at things like, uh, we had talked about knives a lot before. Uh, I still obviously really, really dig knives. I think that it's a really, uh, kind of a niche thing, right? If you're involved in everyday carry, you, you kind of gravitate to one thing or another. For me, it's, it's knives and it'll probably continue to be. I actually just picked up a set of Weha. Uh, I think it's how you pronounce it. I mean, it's Weha. Uh, it's a German company, um, a precision screwdriver set. So like Torx tips and stuff like that, that's supposed to be really, really durable and really good for, for small tasks like disassembling your pocket knife, uh, disassembling small electronics, uh, maybe to some extent watches. I don't know. Uh, but I, I learned about this brand through the EDC community, ordered a set of them for like 40 bucks off Amazon. And previously, I would never have probably considered this, uh, except that I did try to go ahead and uh, disassemble a pocket knife, which I posted it up on the Instagram. You know, I'm learning how to disassemble and reassemble my knives and clean them the right way and um, eventually get to the point of modifying, whether it's just changing out scales or adding backspacers. Um, I'm currently doing some research on how to like do acid etching on some of the blades and hardware. So that's, that's cool. Uh, we'll see if I ever <laughs> get bold enough to try that. But I, uh, I had just a regular set of Home Depot, like Ryobi bits. It's like a 128 piece kit. Cost me like 15 bucks. No big deal. And the splines on this Torx tip actually stripped out the screw on the, the knife scale. Totally fine. The splines on the bit sheared off. So obviously I needed something better. And, uh, through the research and through some of the videos, uh, channels like best damn EDC on YouTube, Taylor Martin's channel. He's also on that whiskey, uh, whiskey knife fight podcast. Hey, that's the brand that you should look into. Make sure it's that brand. Cause obviously anything successful, there's a lot of, uh, lower quality imitators and stuff out there. So, uh, made sure it was the right brand. Went ahead and, uh, order a set of those and, uh, they're great. Honestly, you can just tell that the the quality of what you got is way better. Um, but it doesn't have to stop at what I had thought was just like the, the tactical application of how it was going to make your day better, right? Like for me, okay, cool. You need a flashlight that you can 
uh, put a ring on or something, or that you can use in a tactical capacity with a firearm. Um, it's not true. Having a light is beneficial in way, way more ways. Uh, and there's a lot of good products out there past Surefire and Streamlight and like Phoenix. Um, those are still really good companies, and I still carry my Streamlight ProTac, which uh, after seeing some of the stuff online, I might look at picking up some other stuff to carry with me uh, when I'm a little bit more dressed up, getting ready to go out. Something that's not as conspicuous, having this big old plastic ring hanging out of my my pocket on this huge, uh, you know, it's like, I think it takes two double A's, uh, either two double A's or CR1. Anyways, it's a pretty big light compared to what else is out there for the lumen output that I get. I think it's like 300 lumens or something which you can get in a much smaller package. You can get it in stuff like titanium and copper, uh, brass, uh, black titanium. Just depends on kind of how you want to coordinate it. And to that point, um, you can do a lot of interesting things if you want to theme how you carry your gear, which I get is a really boutique way to look at it. And a lot of people, like I would have previously, would just look at it and say, well, hey, as long as it works, right? You don't need anything fancy on there. You don't need to you know, Gucci up your Glock, just feed it, run. Like, okay, yes, technically that could be right. But the way that, the way that I've started looking at this and seeing it is if you're carrying the same, the same four items, right? Let's say four items, uh, a wallet, a watch, a knife, and a flashlight. You're carrying those four items every day, all day. Um, why not get stuff that you enjoy or that maybe just gives you a little bit more pleasure um, because it matches or can start a conversation piece, uh, stuff like that. Um, I'd watched a lot, of, a lot of videos, done a lot of research, checked out a lot of posts uh, on, on social media and everything. And it's really kind of cool the way people do this, uh, go out of their way to find, for example, stuff that's all finished in brass or copper. Right. So whether it's a bolt action pen or one of like the Fisher space pens, which I, I have and really enjoy carrying, <coughs> excuse me. Um, you can get, uh, brass and copper knife scales, right? So you can, you can take off the, the G10 scales, which a lot of people, uh, don't really care for G10. I know my dad's like in that school of thought when I had shown him, uh, when I picked up my paramilitary two a couple of years back, I was like, yeah, dude, check out this knife. It's sick. You know, I pay like a hundred dollars for it. It's good quality steel. And of course he was, he's like uh, you know, grandpa knife guy, like uh, slip joints, you know, think about like a Cub Scouts knife. That's, that's his jam, man. He thinks that you should pay like 20, 30 bucks for a knife and that's all you'll need. And uh, I mean, respectfully, I disagree, but he, uh, he checked out my paramilitary too. And because it has the black G10 scales on it, he goes, <coughs> seriously, paid a hundred dollars for a plastic knife you go well it's not plastic the grips are plastic and you know it's got like that sandpaper texture that g10 has which i actually like for a knife i'm gonna be working with because i want to be able to get a hold of it and i have other knives that have uh smooth metal scales that are still good for everyday tasks but i wouldn't necessarily want to use it for any kind of hard tasks or anything because i feel like i would uh slip hurt myself stab myself whatever um, but yeah, you can swap out these, these scales for the knives and it just brings the whole look of the thing together. There's a lot of aftermarket companies out there doing stuff like that. The big one that I've seen it is, uh, like Flytanium is the company. I actually 
almost this morning. Couldn't get myself to do it. I bought a set of titanium scales for my Spyderco Tenacious. Um, it was about 50 bucks on an Amazon. I would have it by like Tuesday. Could have gotten copper, brass, or carbon fiber. The problem I had, two things. One, the Tenacious is like a 45 or $50 knife. So spending that much money on the scales alone, I doesn't really sit well with me. I mean, I love it. Uh, it was a gift from my wife for a sweetest day like three years ago. Um, I still carry it all the time. It's really well broken in. But it again, it's like a $45 knife. It only has like eight CR13 MOV steel, which for those of you that aren't familiar with blade steels, it's a little bit softer. So it's going to sharpen easier and get to a good edge. However, it's also going to dull faster. So you're going to have to work a little harder to maintain that edge. Not a big deal, uh, but just, you know, going into it, that's what you're going to get. You see a lot of that with like Kershaw people uh, that are entering into the knife world, a lot of people, I did, a lot of people start their first like big knife purchase uh, beyond, like I said, like the basic grandpa knife or something um, is with Kershaw, an assisted opening knife that looks a little bit different, costs, you know, upwards of $35. Um, For me, it was a Kershaw leak. And I thought that was badass, you know, and I, and I still have my Kershaw leak. Again, it was another sweetest to get from my wife. Um, great knife. But they typically, Kershaw makes a lot of their stuff with 8CR13 MOV because that allows them to make uh, a wide range and of sizes and types of knives and, and leave you in that certain price point. And they've been very, very successful for that reason. And, and they do sprint runs um, or like abbreviated runs, limited release, whatever you want to call it, uh, of some of these knives and, and nicer steels and nicer scales and stuff. Um, but like your G10 ends up being your pretty standard scale material. 8CR13 MOV ends up being your pretty standard blade material. Um, and you just, you upgrade from there, you know? So like I was saying, I couldn't really pull the trigger on the scales, uh, but it, it would have been a cool concept and would have been a, a cool project for me to jump into. The other issue I had with them was that after reading some of the reviews and to no fault of anybody's, not Flytaniums, not Spydercos, but just the construction of the knife because plastic flexes a little bit more and is a little bit more forgiving than titanium, obviously, uh, or G10, not plastic. Uh, you'd have to get a second set of washers to to insert when you reassemble a knife. So you'd have to reach out to one of the companies to get those. And I just didn't really feel like messing with it on top of the financial commitment. Um, but another option too, again, with the knives, I feel like uh, the handles are a big step for people to upgrade or, or do something that's different from the normal run is like micarta. Uh, which if you don't know what my carta is, I watched a couple of videos. The best way I can describe this is it's like epoxy resin and, uh, well, or epoxy with layers and layers and layers and layers of either denim or burlap or, uh, some, your canvas. I've seen canvas too, where it, uh, gets mixed all together and soaks into the burlap and everything. And it's like, you pressurize it, right? Like you sandwich it between some pieces of wood and a box and use C clamps to apply pressure and let it dry overnight. And you get like this block of this grippy, uh, almost plasticky feeling material, but it's made up of, like I said, burlap or uh, canvas or denim. Um, and then you can obviously cut 
out the shape of your knife handle and drills the holes and everything uh, and countersink them for the screws and stuff. And that's a huge trend right now uh, to give your knife a different pop of color, make it stand out. If it's a limited run, it's just a more, I guess, uh, crafty way to put a handle on a knife. There's nothing wrong with G10, but it does, it seems very industrial and very cooker cutter because you're seeing so many that are produced with it. It's like the go-to standard and it can be cut real easy and mass produced real easy. So when you get up into nicer knives, micarta, you're starting to see as an option, um, which I may be exploring with a couple of mine. I really, really like the way they look, and I'm really going to seriously be considering either switching out the scales on some of mine or even just buying another knife, whether it's the same uh, model and make or a different one uh, that includes this. So, cause I, I really dig it. I think for something I'm going to carry with me every day and use for all kinds of tasks, like why not have something that's a little bit cooler, right? Um, I mentioned flashlights, the, the, all the options out there. I was completely blown away by the, the number of reliable, reputable companies. And even that there are companies I've never heard of that uh, make flashlights where the full body is titanium and it'll cost 500 bucks and people pay that and they carry it around. It's like 600 or 800 lumens or something. And they're cool with that. I mean, I would probably never spend $500 on a handheld flashlight, any kind of flashlight, honestly. Uh, that's just not me as a person. I can't, sp I'll spend $500 on a firearm. Obviously I may at some point in my life, even spend $500 on a knife. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I I think that a flashlight probably not going to be one of the things I spend that much money on. Um, but there's a lot of options out there. Again, the titanium, the brass, all different kinds of sizes, all different kinds of charging and battery options. I guess USB charging is really big with a lot of these uh, lights, just like Olight, the S1R baton. I think it's S1R. Uh, and, and a lot of their lights, it's almost like a staple from for them from what I'm seeing is it comes with a USB plug that has like a magnetic tail cap piece that it, they magnetize together and it charges the light that way, which how great is that? You can put it next to your cell phone charge on your nightstand so that you always have your flashlight charged. You don't have to worry about swapping out batteries. You don't have to worry about it dying on you while you're running around doing stuff. Uh, I mean, because seriously, you know, uh, think about like if your dog got out at nighttime, right? You're running down the street and you pull out your flashlight. You're looking for the dog, looking for the dog. If, if you have a dog like mine, who's brindle, he's black and brown mixed fur, uh, he blends right into the darkness. There's, if he's not making any noise or anything, unless you catch the glint off his eye, you're not going to see him. What a terrible time that would be to have your batteries die on you. You know, and if in that kind of situation, I don't know if I'd have spares on me if I just run out the door after them or something. So it's a, it's a really kind of a cool convenience factor. And I think some companies are going to start moving more to that for those kinds of reasons. Uh, but I might actually be looking into an Olight for everyday carry use. I've been pretty uh, against them as a company just because a lot of their tactical lights have been garbage a lot of their pistol mounted and rifle mounted lights have been absolute garbage up into you know they released a couple new models and i'll have to do some more research on those like i said i was pretty opposed to it but seeing this kind of stuff their handheld lights i might actually invest in uh it looks like they're made really well they got uh like titanium bodies on a lot of them so that's that's good quality uh and du good durability obviously 
Um, the other thing I mentioned was, uh, was pens and those cheese, uh, a couple of really cool ideas and designs and, uh, like a bolt action function on a pen to deploy the tip to write with and stuff. Uh, they get up over a hundred dollars. Again, I don't know that I would ever justify spending that on myself. Might get it as a gift if my wife sees them or something. Um, as I get deeper and deeper into this, it'll I, th- that might change, right? Uh, there's the Fisher Space Pens. They use the uh, pressurized uh, ink cartridges in them. So they're super small. You take the cap off of it and you stick it on the butt end of it. And because of how it is shaped and fits together, it makes it a full-length pen. Um, but when it's closed up, it's smaller. So you can just drop it in your pocket. No big deal. They even make them with uh, a little clip that can slide onto it. So you can hook it onto a pocket, uh, either on your shirt or your pants if, if you want. And they also come in a wide variety of finishes, like a matte black. They have a black titanium that was really sharp. That was like 60 bucks. I don't know that I'm ready to jump that far into something like that in the name of Everyday Carry. Uh but it, it is an option, you know, like I was saying, brass, copper, chrome, stuff like that. And then these bolt action pens, companies like Tactile Turn was the one that I really, really liked, uh, but they're about a hundred bucks. But the, the, the quality of the product they're putting out, and that's, that's the real thing. Um, when you, you see and hear these, these big uh, price points, it's like, whoa, that's insane. I would never pay that kind of money for something like that. It's just a pen, right? And for most people, myself included, it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to pay that. But when you see what goes into this and that these are like handmade, they're not just mass produced on some kind of conveyor system at a factory in China and then shipped over here. A lot of this stuff is made right here in the U S you consider what you're getting and it, it seems, it starts to seem more realistic and less absurd. Hmm. Sorry. Me uh, sipping on some Redemption bourbon. It's another uh, another endeavor of mine during the COVID lockdowns. Uh, and again, Whiskey Knife Fight, that's been a podcast I've been listening to that, that does some of the similar. Um, definitely recommend Redemption. Very smooth. I really am enjoying it so far. But getting back to what I was saying, <coughs> there's so many... Uh, just, and that's the, that's the, those are the core items, right? Pens, flashlights, uh, knives. And then they even, you know, you talk a lot about wallets. Uh, some people prefer leather, some like plastic. Uh, there's uh, some metal ones uh, that are out there or a combination, uh, you know, like Ridge wallet, uh, Travax makes a bunch of them. And I've never used any of those right now. I'm actually rocking the Andar Apollo leather wallet. Uh, and I thought that was cool just cause it had like the money clip in the center and it has the outside pocket where you can put like 10 or 12 cards in there you pull on a little tab and it pops them out like three quarters of an inch. So you can get to them. I thought that was slick as hell. Like, man, this is cool as shit. I'm never going to find anything cooler than this. Uh, I was wrong. I mean, I really do enjoy the wallet I have. Um, and it's something that most people don't give a lot of second thought to until you have something that does something extra like that or is really uh, a quality item. I will say that you do, you do appreciate it a lot more when you have your wallet start falling apart. You know, when you go to pull out that wallet and you drop shit all over the counter and you're trying to pay for something, it's actually kind of embarrassing um, or it should be. Uh, I know having worked as a bank teller previously in my life, 
Uh, I never understood the people that just use rubber band. They pull out, Jesus Christ, it, like 20 cards and a wad of cash, all, and it's just a rubber band. And we'd have the same old men that would come in, and they would just hit us up for rubber bands every other time they, they visited. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't even bother paying for a wallet. Like, but why not? You know, those cards are going to get beat up and everything. Or what happens if that rubber band breaks and you drop stuff everywhere? What then? You know, and maybe you carry a lot of stuff. There's also a ton of minimalist options, which I really actually want to explore um, because it's just going to be easier, right? If you only have to carry two or three cards on you and then have like a little elastic strap for cash, that's way easier than carrying, you know, 15 cards and, uh, you know, whatever else. Maybe you have like a metal card in there that's actually a bottle opener. I used to carry one of those. Um, but sitting on that all day long is also for various health reasons, it's not a good thing, uh, you know, with your back and stuff. And I've, you know, had my share of, uh, back issues while, like I said, you know, sitting in front of a screen all day. So any way I can help improve my overall situation is, is definitely, uh, is definitely good. Right. Um, but then getting even past stuff like that, you look at watches and watches is, we could go on for watches about days and it's mostly a personal preference thing, but the stuff that really started to surprise me was what people carry with them daily. That is like occupational specific or uh, lifestyle specific, obviously firearms. And you can do so many different things with firearms with the holsters, the style of holster, the colors, uh, mag extensions. Obviously we know about that stuff. You know, you can coordinate trigger colors and everything. I feel like some, some people that get too far into the whole, I'm going to like Gucci out my Glock or whatever gun thing. I kind of feel like it gets to be a detriment. Um, some of the parts that are out there that are just produced to make it a different color, like magazine releases or end plates on a Glock or a Magwell or a trigger shoe, uh, or a slide release or a takedown lever. Um, some of them are made really well. A lot of them aren't, but they're just that color. So you see a lot of people who go, oh, I want to rock an all black and red Glock. So I'm going to get a red trigger shoe and a red mag release that's aluminum. And I'm going to get a red mag well and a red end plate and, you know, all this stuff. And then it, it breaks or it fails um, or they want to replace all the pins. Well, all three anyways on their Glock with red ones and they crack or they're out of spec, so you can't get them in. Uh, all kinds of just stupid stuff. So I, I will still stand with my original opinion on that in that you don't always need to do all that crazy stuff. You can, obviously, just make sure you take the time to do the research and invest with a reputable company, which is the real point here, right? If you're going to buy a, a good pocket knife, go with a reputable company with reputable quality and a good uh, good blade steel, right? Uh, good. No, they're known for good centering, uh, good action, whether it's a flipper or it's got a thumb hole or it's assisted opening, or it's an out the front knife. Um, Hey, maybe you want to be one of those people that carries a fixed blade, right? Or, or something crazy like that. Um, and there are people that are that way. They, they decided that a regular folding pocket knife's not for them. And they'd rather carry a small fixed blade because it's just easier. Um, and Hey man, if that works better for you, 
you're going to be more prepared for your day with something like that. Maybe, maybe you work in like a warehouse, right? And you're opening boxes all day or you're cutting packing tape all day. Um, you know, whatever. Hey, maybe one of these little CRKT, uh, fixed blade neck knives, maybe that works better for you. It's easier to just pull that out, make your cut, put it back in instead of having to get your knife out and, you know, either flick it or fold it open or try to with one hand. Um, if you have big hands and a small knife, that's, uh, you know, a lot of times it's for safety reasons, a two-handed operation. Uh, I know if you have some of these like cheap, shitty safety razors that these companies want to mandate employees have, those things suck and they don't cut hardly anything, uh, other than basically just scotch tape. Um, you know, if you're going to carry a fixed blade, dude, cool. Uh, the one thing I will say, and I didn't realize this either was in some States carrying a fixed blade knife applies to like your concealed carry laws. Uh, and I've never looked into it because I don't carry a fixed blade. Um, you know, if you're concealed carrying it either under your shirt, like a neck knife, uh, or it's in a, inside the waistband sheath or holster, whatever you want to call it, those laws apply too. So make sure that you're, you're read up on those kinds of things. Or if you need to consult some kind of legal professional in your state or whatever, you look into that. Um, the cool things that I did start to see though, is people have, uh, people carry around like, uh, mounts and stuff for tablets and cameras. If their job is a videographer or they work in some kind of production capacity with, you know, uh, social media or internet content, that's part of their everyday carry because they need to be, they, they use it every day. Um, another one was just, a us looking at how you carry your keys daily, which I never gave a second thought to is always just a key ring. Um, and I have something actually pull it out right now. Cause I don't know what the brand of it is. It is, hmm, it is, I think it's orbit key. And it's like a strap of leather and uh, it's folded over on itself. There's like a, a rod that runs through it with a couple tail caps and it holds like five keys or in my case, uh, four keys. And then it's a bottle opener slash pry tool slash three size hex wrench. You know, but there's so many other options out there, uh, like basic capture D-ring type things uh, that you can get in brass and copper or whatever if you're trying to do a theme. And it, it holds your keys just as well as anything else, right? Uh, there's something like what I have, but it's machined out of aluminum or titanium. It's called a key bar. Uh, and, I, you know, I think before I kind of ripped on those too, maybe just for being like a way for people to just waste money. But it there was a good point made on one of the videos I watched on it was that when you fold the key out, right. And you go to put it in the, the lock or door or whatever, and turn you're now it's, it's some more like using a screwdriver with a longer handle on it than it is like just trying to fit a key into a key slot and turn just that little nub. So for convenience uh, and comfort, there's a lot of benefit to it. And also a lot of those things, like I said, I, I have like a pry bar in mind. I know you can get like USB drives that fold into some of those. You can get just dedicated knives. You can get dedicated bottle openers and stuff that, that fold all into that. And it, it all rolls up together with your keys fits in your pocket. You're not keeping track of like, you know what, three, four different things or, you know, using your nail clippers to try and open packages or whatever, or, or cut cable wire, you know, you're, you got the tool you need for the, the job you're trying to do. 
Um, so I thought that was really cool. I didn't even consider stuff like that for carrying your keys. There's also a lot of uh, mounting options out there to mount them onto your belt, right? If you're somebody who has multiple keys, your home key, you have a key or set of keys even for work, um, how you're going to mount it onto your belt, right? Whether it's something belt mounted with an HK hook, like we use for our rifle slings to carry your keys around that way. Uh, or uh, there's so many different clips and different options and stuff that you can utilize it. I was actually really surprised and I might be looking into, uh, into some of those just to make my own life a little bit easier. Not that what I have is bad. I just, <laughs> I, I found out there's something better, um, that's going to make, it's going to be more convenient, uh, make my life more efficient just by upgrading that for like, you know, 20, 30 bucks. No big deal. Right. Uh, it, it, it's been really enlightening, uh, honestly. Um, and the cool, the cool part to a lot of this is you have so many small businesses and so many, uh, so many people out there starting their own business where they're making goods to, uh, fit into this community, especially like, uh, it's not really a holster. It's kind of like a holster. It mounts on your belt, um, you know, made out of leather and it's got maybe like an elastic loop on the side, but it'll hold like your, your slip joint pocket knife or folding pocket knife. It's got an elastic loop to hold your flashlight. And then maybe, <coughs> excuse me, um, it's got another pocket to hold your pry bar. If you use those things all the time, you know, for all sorts of different things, rather than have to keep digging through pockets and everything, they're just right there on your belt. And people make these by hand. That's that's the, what their company does, or they make a variety of leather goods. Um, these these pocket organizers. They make handkerchiefs. Obviously, we were talking about those earlier. Uh, they make leather sheaths for if it's just a one off, right? You just you have this uh, pocket tool or, or pocket pry bar, a leather sheath for it. So when it's around your pocket, uh, it's not tearing up your pants or something. Um, you know, whatever, maybe you have a fixed blade knife that you carry and, uh, you need a sheath for it. People make leather sheaths for those knives because, um, I know personally I've experienced issues with factory sheaths. Uh, my K bar TDI that I was carrying for a while and I'm, I'm carrying now again, the factory sheath that came with it from K bar was fine, but the, it's probably aluminum. Honestly, the aluminum clip that came with it was absolute shit. Uh, I hooked it on, and it, mind you, it's like appendix position on my left-hand side. Somehow got it hooked on a seatbelt and getting out of a car and just bent the, the shit out of it and was unusable for the rest of the trip I was on. Um, and then I got back from that trip and like less than a week later, it happened again. And it's not easy to bend back without disassembling the whole thing, which, uh, I mean, how many people... Uh, travel with a set of precision screwdrivers. I don't or didn't. I probably still won't because I shouldn't need them. Uh, but I basically just had to throw that in my backpack and, uh, was not able to carry that, which, which sucks because for me, if I'm going out drinking or if I'm going out doing something where I know I'll be drinking, that is what I'll carry on me, you know, as a, uh, self-defense option because obviously drinking while carrying a firearm is a big no, no. And if you didn't know that, now you do. Do not drink and carry your firearm. Uh, for Aside from the obvious uh, that it's a really bad combination of elements, but it's also illegal and you could lose your uh, your right to carry 
um, if you violate that law. So the factory options that come for a lot of these fixed blade knives and the, and the, the K bar is not a very expensive knife. Um, it's a defensive built blade. So it's like cheaper steel. I want to say it's like 440 C or something like that. Um, but you'd be surprised some of these knives that are like upwards of a hundred dollars for a fixed blade knife, uh, made by a, a bigger company like Benchmade or something like that. And the sheath that they sell with it is total crap. It's either really, really hard to get the knife to click in and retain, or it's not hard at all. And you don't have that positive retention, uh, over the blade, um, or the belt mounting option to it sucks. Like I was talking about the clip. Some of them sell like soft leather clips. Uh, in my opinion, if you're going to carry a knife on your belt, that soft leather option or soft, um, like canvas, whatever is the way to go. So it moves and flexes with you, uh, but you'd be, you'd be absolutely surprised. So there's a lot of people out there in the community that make all these leather goods, um, and a wide variety of colors and sizes and things. Like I said, the handkerchiefs, you get people making stuff like challenge coins, which a lot of people carry for a different variety of reasons. Well, it's just like fidgeting. Um, you're starting to see a lot more places that do machining work, right? So they make these custom scales for your knives. They make, uh, you know, dice or dominoes and stuff that people just carry with them, whether it's for fidgeting or maybe they, they play Dungeons and Dragons a lot. I mean, I don't know. Uh, and they'll carry those around with them. They'll have one made in like solid brass or solid aluminum or, or titanium, whatever. Um, and it's, it's not for everybody, but it's really kind of neat when you start seeing, uh, what's out there. And, uh, it does kind of give everybody a sense of individuality, right? Just like how we dress differently. Um, even if you were to put, like put some walls on it, right? Like let's talk about, we don't want to dress, uh, too bright, too distracting, whatever in the, in the tactical thinking that we've been discussing the last couple episodes, right? Everyone still has personal preferences, red versus blue versus green versus gray, whatever, um, just your own personal touch on things. You're going to wear either some kind of tactical footwear, or maybe you just, you really like tennis shoes. Solomon's aren't your thing. So you're going to wear some Nikes or you, you can't stand regular tennis shoes. So you're going to wear like some Altamas, uh, like what I have, uh, you know, uh, low, high, whatever. Uh, so it is kind of cool to see the individual touch that goes into this, uh, community, and it's tremendously supportive. Uh, I will say that's something that I've noticed in a lot of the online communities for firearms is people will go out of their way to roast the shit out of each other for just asking a basic question. Like, hey, check out my new gun. I just got this Springfield XD. Any recommendations on where to get a mag extension or whatever? And you get people just, yeah sell it and take the money and go buy a Glock and get a mag extension for that problem solved. It's like, no, that's not the problem solved. This person went out and bought this gun. Like, don't make them feel like shit for their purchase. Maybe they really like that gun, you know? And I think that's one of the things that the EDC community really hits on is it is okay to be different. And everybody's ideas uh, are different, but that doesn't make them worse right? Because everybody's lifestyle is a little bit different. You know, like I work in an office job I'm in front of the TV uh, or, or computer screen all day long. So a small blade knife, 
Uh, I, technically, if I'm when I go back to work in the office, I won't be carrying a knife, but like a small pry bar, um, cell phone, minimalist wallet, maybe some kind of leather wallet. Uh, it, you know, nothing too crazy. Uh, but if you're somebody who's out there and you work in shipping and packaging, right? I did, um, I did that a couple times years ago before I got into the finance world, uh, to help out during this time of year, basically I worked at a, a warehouse that, um, did the supplying and fulfillment for like those, uh, wish books and stuff. You see at the department stores, or you can, you know, order guitars for kids and drum sets and stuff. Nothing that's like terribly great quality. Um, but it's musical, Nonetheless, guitar strings. I think we fulfilled some orders there for like samash.com or something. Anyways, uh, if I worked a job like that all the time, I would definitely, definitely be carrying different stuff, right? Uh, probably definitely carrying a knife with me because I'm assuming a, a place like that either has no rules against carrying a knife or allows some form of a knife, period. Now, whether that's like a razor blade, like utility knife, um, or an actual folding knife, uh, I, I assume the you know the, the rules would be would be different anyways. So I'd be carrying something like that versus no knife at all. Uh, I'd probably be carrying a flashlight because I'm be more likely in a warehouse to drop and lose something. Uh, so something probably rugged. Uh, so if it's gonna get dropped, it's gonna get beat up every day. So maybe something like titanium, uh, you know, it, it, and it, probably a pen. Now the pen that I would carry uh, for work because I I go through them I use the ones that are provided by the company, um, but working in like a office position you probably would use something like a Parker Jotter or something that's a little bit more metal a little bit cleaner fancier looking um, versus the stuff that you would see you would carry if you worked in maybe a warehouse you want something that, again like titanium if you were writing work orders or maybe you work at a body shop and you're a service writer and you're writing all day long. Yeah, maybe uh, something from like Big Idea Designs or Tactile Turn, one of these titanium-bodied pens that are super expensive but write really well. Um, you know, if you're using it all day long, get something nice that you enjoy. It's just like people with their cars, right? If you are driving from place to place to place, like a realtor uh, or something of that nature, you're probably going to invest a bit more money in your vehicle. One, because Obviously, everyone judges you by what they see to some degree, whether it's your clothing or uh, your grooming, your outward appearance, uh, also your vehicle. But if you're spending that much time in it, why not be comfortable? Why not enjoy what you have? If you hate huge vehicles, why would you put yourself through driving you know, a Ram 2500 every day? Or vice versa. If you're a big guy, like I'm, I'm 6'3 and, and 250, yeah, I drive an SUV. I did for several years drive smaller vehicles, mostly because of like gas mileage and everything. But uh, I eventually asked, you know, this is annoying. I really don't like this. I'm going to get something bigger that sits higher off the ground that I feel more comfortable in and I enjoy driving. You know, so it's different strokes, right? Um, and I think right now, like I've said in other videos, one of the things that really just irks the hell out of me is how critical everyone has been of everybody else, uh, mostly politically, you know, let's just kind of say what it is because of politics, we've all been hypercritical of each other and, and our beliefs. So, um, you know, I dove into this everyday carry rabbit hole on YouTube and from there explored out to sites like everydaycarry.com and things. 
and it was very refreshing and really cool to find uh, this this community of people, different walks of life, different views, opinions, whatever, and it was much, much more accepting. Um, and you know, and a lot of those people carry firearms. That's part of their their everyday carry. Cool. I I think that more people should. The nice thing that I did see though is in those kinds of forums, which are not obviously specifically dedicated to firearms. It's not like Glock Nation or AR-15 builders or whatever on Facebook. Um, there, there is a discussion on firearms. Hey, I was thinking about buying a firearm. I see that a lot of you guys carry them. What do you carry and why? And it's it's cool because like I said, everyone's a lot more supportive, but because it's not uh, like Glock nation where everything's Glock specific or Smith and Wesson fan page, whatever you're getting more than buy a Glock buy a Smith and Wesson shield. You're getting, well, Hey, I carry this Smith and Wesson J frame revolver and I have for the last 15 years. Here's why I like it. Or, Hey, I carry a Ruger, you know, uh, LC nine. I like it because it was affordable and I never had any issues or I carry a Kimber. I carry a full size Glock 17 or whatever. There's a, a, it's a very eclectic community and it's really cool to see the open exchange of the ideas. And, uh, it really does foster a lot of, uh, creativity and nurturing of small businesses. Um, which right now while everything's locked down, we really need as much of that as we can get, right? Support those small businesses, buy from small businesses. Uh, and a lot of these, like I said, they put out really good quality products. Um, Etsy, there's a lot of them hanging on Etsy and some are expounding out uh, past that and, and are able to support and sponsor and pay for their own web pages, but not all of them. Uh, and it's cool because you know, when people do these pocket dumps, they, or they lay out their gear and they take the photo and stuff, um, which by the way is awesome. If you just need stuff to scroll through while you're, I don't know, on the toilet or bored at work or, you know, you're with your wife while she's shopping or whatever, or maybe you're at some awful family Christmas party and you just need stuff to preoccupy your mind. So you don't want, you know, kill yourself. Um, they're, they're great to scroll through awesome. But the cool part is a lot of these websites and people will like rattle off the list of all their gear. So if you find something that you really like the look of, or didn't realize was out there, or, Hey, maybe it's a really obscure knife or firearm or something. And you didn't realize that somebody was finally starting to make scales for the knife or a magwell that fit that model or a magazine extension that fit that, or, you know, for that particular gun there's links attached to a lot of them, uh, or companies attached to a lot of them. So you can find their page on Instagram. You can find their website, you can find them on Amazon. Uh, and it's, uh, there's a more open sharing of ideas. It's, it's pretty cool. If for anybody that's just, maybe you're not firearm centric, uh, but you want to, you know, upgrade the stuff you carry. Maybe you got, uh, some money burning a hole in your pocket and you're a bit of a nerd at heart. Like, I mean, I am to check it out, man. There's tons of stuff out there, tons of stuff. And I, I know I missed a, a bunch of it with the, with this, uh, just thinking, I know wallet, a key mounting solution, watches, flashlights, knives, uh, and then you can get into firearms. You can go past that. Some people carry multi-tools, 
Uh, they'll carry a, a pocket knife and a multi-tool. Um, they'll carry a, a backup power cell for charging. If there's somebody who's out working or something all day long and they're not near an actual power source and need to recharge, maybe that's something they carry with them every day. Or uh, specific sunglasses or a water bottle or something like that. You know, Or maybe they carry a notebook with them because they got to take notes all day long. There's all kinds of options out there. Uh, Leather-bound notebooks or holders that for notepad inserts that are leather, again, made by lots of small businesses. So um, I was wrong, you know, to an extent with my original episode uh, on Everyday Carry. And I, I really do hope that you guys uh, go out and check some of this stuff out for yourselves and see kind of what it's all about. Uh, like I said, the community part of it, I think, is is really the coolest part. Um, but but also just the level of individuality that goes with it and how creative you can be with just the things you carry every day. You know, keys for your car, your wallet, your watch. Uh, give it give it a look, guys. Uh, I think you'd be pretty surprised and pretty interested. So a uh, little bit different than what we've been talking about lately, but I, I felt kind of inspired to bring it up and talk about it. So I hope this was uh, educational, or at the very least, entertaining. And if not, well, that's okay, because you just wasted like 48 minutes of your life, and uh, I'm okay with that. (laughs) Um, But hey, that's all I got for you guys. Until next week, get out there, grow, learn, be better, and as always, be prepared. Be prepared.